Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we preview the Sony Open at beautiful YLA Country Club along with our picks, review our results from the century, talk about speed, and more. Stay tuned after the break. Yeah, so last week I had Champ, Sink, they both let me down. Um, I was really hoping that, uh, you know, the, both those guys had made some cuts. Uh, Champ, long hitter, he was there for cheap at 7,900, but, but anyway. Yeah, I, I, I had Champ last week as well, uh, and he did not pan out for me. Uh, I ended a, a net profit, right? So I, I, uh, I put... Yeah, what were your bets? So what were your bets I, I, had, I had five guys that I put cash on. I went... Um, I'm forgetting here. Oh, I went so I I won on Harris English and Sunjay M. They were all top tens. So Harris English plus one eighty five, and Sunjay M was plus two twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like the way to go is to go these top. And tens. So I put and then I had um, Matsuyama who finished dead last or tied for dead last. Uh, Finau and Cameron Champ. So I put twenty on each, all in all. Uh, so I put I put twenty on everyone in right. top ten. So I, I was in for a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I end up netting sixty one bucks in profit with nice. the two wins there. So um, nice, right? Good. So four bets, sixty one dollar profit. I made uh, five five bets, five bets. rather sixty one dollar profit. A hundred in, and I made sixty one off it. Nice. So nice. Um, yeah. I mean, decent, decent, decent payout. This week, uh, I didn't go. I only made three picks because the, the bankroll is a little bit less thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to the Warriors, Blazers, and the fucking Kings. Um, but we, we're not a basketball podcast. So um, <laughs> we'll get into my three bets. Uh, I, to be honest, I didn't really, I didn't really watch too much of the tournament last right, week. Right? Yeah. Um, it's it's NFL playoffs, all kinds of other stuff going on. That I, was a great. I, that was a great Sunday though. Sunday had um, it had three football games. It had the the uh, and it had the finishing of the tournament, and then it, uh, I believe it had a Warriors game too, which was pretty solid. Pretty solid day yeah, overall. Unless, unless you bet the Warriors team total. Unless, that unless night. you did that, yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I so I caught a little bit. I, my I I was driving home during the playoff, and so mm-hmm. I, I finished it. I'm not surprised that Harris English won that tournament. Um, yeah, I, I would have liked you know because I bet him in the top ten. Yeah, big whoop. I didn't say he's going to win it, but right um, in a small I'm, field like that. Yeah, yeah, small field. The guy played really well, um, kind of leading up to it, and and I think he, I think he's still playing well. So. Uh, I wasn't surprised with that, and then uh, Sunjay M is a top ten machine. Um, solid, solid player. How old is that kid? He can't be. No he, idea. He's, he's got to be like early twenties. I all I know is he's just he's up there, and you, you'll see him like flirting with the lead in a lot of big tournaments sometimes too. You know, he, he fucking uh, won it at uh, Jack's at the Honda. Yeah. On eighteen, right? He he hit a shot with uh, stones right. over the over that water. Yeah, um, yeah. He's I I think we better get used to seeing that name up in top tens and and uh, winning tournaments. Yep. Maybe if not this year, but years to come. I bet him this week. Um, I my my lineup this week was Neiman, M, Answer, Leishman, Kelly, and Hardy. Hardy was the guy who qualified on Monday. 
Um, it's a young, a really young name that you know, probably in a year or two, we're, we're going to see probably winning, um, winning some tournaments. But uh, last week I picked Neiman as well, um, and I just think that uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but he's playing for a reason. He's playing for a cause. One of his one of his family members has a, a really rare disease, and the reason have you heard about this? No. He so one of his family members has a a, a cousin, I believe, of his. Um, has some really rare disease and one injection that would help with this disease costs $2.1 million. And so he's... Is I bet it like a nervous system? It's, kind so, of it's, something, or it's a very rare disease. Um, yeah, shit, that's good stuff to know, betting on. Yeah, so uh, I bet him this week again, and here he is, you know, he's uh, within one shot of, of the lead as we speak on, on, on Friday right now. Um, and I was just, you know, that he's the only guy out here in Hawaii probably really trying to fucking win everybody no, else I, is on a vacation you know what i mean i i loved that that as a pick this week i like the idea of a guy uh losing in a playoff he's going to be hungry right right very close and has he won on tour yet? yes he has but, okay uh, so not his first but one of this will be you know the, again you get you know you gotta get those first handful of victories under your belt um and that's yeah. that's some serious cash so uh he is he's like 20 years old too um He's got to be one of the younger guys on tour. He won last year. Um, yeah, he has one PGA Tour win. Uh, I mean, he's just one of the, the young up, one of the young up, up and coming stars of, of of you know the PGA Tour for sure. So so this week, right? So we we got uh, we're at YLA Country Club in Oahu, mm-hmm. um, and a different course, shorter course, course yeah. right? So last week is a, a longer course with huge greens. Here is a shorter course. With smaller greens when you in your approach, so it's a par seventy track. So, right. um, from my betting standpoint, I went through. Yeah, who'd you take? Uh, I went, you know, knowing that right, I'm going to pick a little bit different. So mm. I only made three bets. I'm going to go through everyone that I jotted down on my notes here, mm-hmm. and then I'll go through who I actually took. But my mindset was shorter tracks. So I'm going to look for more accurate players. Okay, um, guys who can roll the looking, rock. Guys that can putt well. Guys that have great uh, approach skill, right? They mm-hmm. can control the ball. And then um, I wanted to look up par 70s because this is a par 70 and some mm-hmm. comparables at par 70 historically. So right. I was using Mayakoba and uh, the RBC out at Hilton Head because okay. those are two par 70 tracks. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down Matsuyama at plus 200. Uh, he finished dead last wet, dead last last week. He was I, the last, very, very tied, last? tied for dead last. Damn, uh, <laughs> short, smaller field, right? Right, right. So right. But still. that's that's where this, this is. A, this is a full field, so it's hard to to try to narrow down. Because he's one, he's one back right now at the Sony. I had a hunch that he would play well this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's too skilled to to finish. I mean, you know, even in a field of forty, he's too skilled to be forty third or right. whatever it is. So. Uh, I didn't bet that, unfortunately. My next was Kiz, which I did put some cash on. Kiz at plus two seventy five. Mm-hmm. We all know Kiz is short, you know, short game, iron. Keep it in the fairway and can motherfucker rolls the rock like no. Did other. you see his quote uh, this week? His when, quote this week was awesome, and it, it was so it was so fucking honest too. Just I mean everybody, I mean everybody loves Kiz. I mean the the Barstool guys, they you know they're best friends with him, but he's one of the most real people you ever hear on tour talking about hey they pay pretty they pay pretty good for tw- for well, twenty and, and you know I mean look at his you know he's they asked him how he feels for the U.S. Open being at Torrey Pines. 
He doesn't go to Troy. Yeah. He doesn't go to Troy Pines in February anymore because he knows he can't compete there. Right. Yeah. You look at him, he misses the cuts there. So I yeah, it's very cool that he, he's that aware and kind of knows his game. Um That's a good pick to have him for one of these shorter courses. I mean it, the, the greens are pretty flat though out he's, here. He's out of it right now, but he he can he can easily put a good uh, a good kind of uh, couple rounds together here over the weekend. As long as my guys make the cut. Yeah. Um, I, I had Ryan Palmer down at plus 325. I didn't take Ryan Palmer. Uh, like I said, the, thanks to the NBA, my bankroll shortened up a little bit on the bets. So where last week I threw 100 down, this week I only got 60 down. Um, here's an interesting one. Here's, so, yeah. I, so I took Kiz, uh, I took Charles Howell III, and I took Brendan Todd. So I took Kiz plus 275. That's my chalkiest pick. Brendan Todd at plus 400. Here's a guy that's very accurate, uh, very good in his approach shots, and, and and a solid putter, right? We saw it last year yes. when he was coming out. So plus 400, I feel, is good value. Yep. He's hanging out around there where he can creep into that top 10. Uh, and this one just baffled me. Yeah, this and is this good. guy, this guy uh, he's, he's, he's right in. I think he's tied for 25th or something right now. Charles Howell III at plus 425 to finish in the top 10. 19 appearances at the Sony Open at Wailea, which I did I I didn't know that. I didn't know that guy. I didn't, I didn't know, know he was that, that old. Yeah. Um he's been doing this since shit since I was in high school, I guess. I was uh, watching I was watching the tournament yesterday and they and they said the exact same thing. 19 appearances, 10 top 10, 10s, 10 two runner-ups, and they said he that he made a lifetime of earnings he's just made, in this tournament. He's made over 2 million dollars. <laughs> Playing at the Sony Open in January. If you don't think the life of a pro golfer is for you, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like going to, to fucking Oahu and winning $2 million? Do you like coming back with even an even better tan? I mean, golfers love going to Hawaii because they can even out their golfer's tan. That's the best that, place to go. And that kind of piggybacks on the kids, the, what we're talking about kids, right? right. Pay, pay a lot of money for 20th place consistently. Mm-hmm. If you, um, yeah, fuck this dude's won two two over two million dollars in uh finishing top ten ten top tens over nineteen appearances there. That was crazy to me. Um good good for you, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> God damn. Way to make a way to make a fucking living out there. Um, but I'm excited to watch this tournament. I think I'll I'll pay a little more attention. Um I was caught I was coming back from from my folks' house and driving and stuff and actually playing last week. I don't have any tea times over the weekend, so I, I'm gonna try to get into this tournament a little bit more over the weekend. Yeah, I, uh it was tough last week and it's I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's gonna be tough again this weekend with you know, competing with the NFL, but um, you know, it's gonna be another another great finish. I can tell there's Eight people tied for the lead right now on and it's Friday, so it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of people up, uh, and no top ten bet is safe. I don't, I don't I mean, no lead is safe. It, there's this, this should be fun. Should be very fun. Um, I'm pretty excited though uh, for a tournament of our own that's coming Speaking up. Speaking of tournaments, mm-hmm. so uh, Ryan and I signed up for our very first, at least, at least it's my very first. Uh, NCGA tournament. Have you ever have you ever played like an official tournament? I've never or played like a NCGA. I've done like you know a couple company right, like a right? company tournaments and you mm-hmm. know which is more just kind of getting faded and doing doing your thing. Yeah. Um, so we're playing we're playing uh, uh, an NCGA tournament at Silverado um, on May twenty third, and it's a two man scramble. 
Um, basically, our handicaps will come into play. So that'll be actually kind of fun to, you know, get some strokes on some holes to see, you know, how we can take advantage of our handicaps against some of these better players. Uh, but the main thing that I was thinking was, you know, the entry to this tournament costs a little bit, but it's probably about the same amount that it would cost to play Silverado to as play it there. is. It's yeah. a PGA course. Yeah. It's and a, you, the fall tour event there. Yep. Uh, Phil Mickels, Safeway Open, baby. That's Fucking right. Phil's there all the time. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to go out there and just play the course and I've never played in a, like a, an official tournament. So like, like you just said, it's always been like a company thing or like there's like a, 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 a cause or something yeah. else like that. It's never been like, you know, well, the, and the NCGA, that's a really cool kind of, it's their single day tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a grip of them, man. Like I'm going to, I was telling, I was talking to Kyle last night and telling him, dude, you got to get your NCGA cause they got a bunch of tournaments. We can go play them at Spanos or wherever. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. And then if you play in a bunch of those and you get the points right and you qualify, you go get to fucking play at Pebble at yeah. the end of the year. Yes. Uh, I've never, I mean, and we've been, member, we've been, uh, you know, we've been a part of the NCGA for years now, and we've just never really looked into any of this stuff. And for a two, they have two man scrambles, they have individual tournaments, they have four man scrambles and stuff. There's literally hundreds of tournaments that, that they have each year, um, and a lot, most of them are close, to, like within a couple hours of where we're at right now. I mean, we're in the Bay we've Area. We've seen them. We've seen them. Like I yeah. remember when we were at Poppy's. That's at, right. At Poppy Hills over the summer, there was a little NCGA thing going on. That's there right. Obviously, they're, they're both the headquarters of it. But yeah, yep. I'm very excited. Um, I got a hunch that we'll probably end up playing an NCGA tournament, maybe even before this. Yeah, uh, I think we'll so probably too. End up getting one before May. But uh, like, yeah, what I'm, what, are, I'm, what are you doing to like prep for it? Because. I mean, I don't know what what to do. I mean, I'm still trying to hold true to my 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 values that I set forth uh, on this podcast at the end of the year. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm focusing on my putting and my chipping, my mm-hmm. short game, just as much as as, as everything else. Um, and and yeah, I, I think in general that's probably going to really help my game, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to. I, I I trust my game. I I don't know. I've never played that course, so I don't know what what to expect as far as difficulty and stuff. I'd imagine it's probably got a, a good amount of undulation, being in Napa mm-hmm. and hilly stuff. I'll be so, honest, I went and scouted the entire course already. Uh, I watched. I watched the. You know, just grinding away, right? If I, yeah. I I think shit in in my head by May twenty third of this year, I'll have already crossed out. The uh, getting a sub eighty score, so so I hope I, so. Who knows? Um, Stop posting your scores on, because uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna need every. Show well, hey, if I keep playing Seascape over the weekends, every time I go home, I'll fucking have a nice high handicap. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I was actually looking into. Uh, they do look into if like you might win a say say that we come out. Of no, we would never do this, but if we can't, if somebody wins a tournament and like they have like a really high handicap. Uh, they will actually look. Into I saw it. I was reading that they do the kind of they're looking, making sure people aren't honey dicking. Yeah, they're like posting consistently, sandbagging. Do you post all the time? I post when I shoot a score that I feel is within the range of my normal game. So if I go out and say that we play, um, you know, a mulligan here or there or whatever, uh, I'll always add a couple strokes uh-huh. to my to my game. But if I go out there and like I just have a bad day. 
I don't really post it because um, I know that it's kind of not representative of my game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to inflate your handicap. Yeah. I, yeah. I, try, I try not to sandbag. Um, I would love to when I play like so say I feel like I played good and I just didn't didn't score or I couldn't putt or something like that um I will still report the score no matter how high it is but say like I just like shank a bunch of shots or like say that like on a, a particular hole I can't uh get out of a bunker or something like that and I put up like a nine or mm-hmm. whatever then I just won't I, I yeah I post pretty much everything mm-hmm. um if I know we're dicking around like for example like kind of like Lincoln right. on on New Year's Eve, right? Right. The Valley of a Million Chunks. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna post that score, but right. I post. Um, I mean, I guess when I think of my bad scores, it's funny. It's just most of my bad scores. I was looking at. I was looking through my 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 handicap. And mm-hmm. said, they're all seascape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing there. So, I. But those are honest scores. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something to be said for that. Uh, for me, it depends on like the, the the seriousness of the uh, of the game. Like if if we're sitting out there and we're being uh, counting every stroke, no mulligans, or if, uh, versus you know going out there and playing, um, you know, by the book, you know, very serious or not necessarily very serious, but more representative of our games. That's 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 exactly what I try to go out there and do is is make sure that I report. Um, you know, all my scores that represent my actual game. Um, but I was thinking about this too. Like, how am I going to, how, how am I personally going to be prepping for this upcoming tournament? It's got to be just focusing on ball striking so that I don't get in too much trouble. I'm definitely going to be working on putting. Like you said, that's a good thing too. I mean, obviously short game is very important, but I feel that I would walk away from playing, that tournament, uh, I guess, more satisfied with my game if I went out there and struck the ball well, and if I just couldn't putt, you know, no big deal. Yeah, I mean that's that's for people that you know are exceptional and uh, especially for putting. That's just one thing that's always like plagued me for my for my game. It's just really tough green reading that type of stuff, and I bet Silverado is gonna be really difficult in terms of green reading. Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned, but uh, I'm very excited. Um, Gives us something to look forward to kicking off the summer as well. Yeah, and one and one thing that I've also noticed too is, um, you know, especially for guys like us, uh, everybody's been watching golf. They've everything that is on the on TV about golf on Instagram or any type of social media about golf is all talking about speed and getting longer. And that's one thing that I've I don't really care to do anymore because I don't want to hurt myself um, because everybody's out there swinging out of their ass that's on Instagram. Great, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about a more fluid, more effortless swing. But when you watch these guys on TV, they don't give a shit about that. They're trying to hit the ball as far as they can. Um, everyone's looking to be longer. And so one question I had to you, because you're the only expert in the room on this subject, is how would somebody, how would you recommend the regular Joe would add speed? All right. So that's, this is, this is great because my Instagram, albeit I follow probably more golf coaches and, and, and Mm -hmm. golf strength coaches than the average person is, is all speed related and, and, 
at the end of the day, it's very cool for me to see this. And I love what Bryson's done um, as far as gaining all the muscle and beefing mm-hmm. up and, and doing this. I, I, um, it just on, on, on the Bryson topic itself, I think what he's done, I think he's done it all pretty much the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is the longevity of not so much like playing wise. I think he can figure that out. It's just his body holding up with that. Right. Um, but yeah, this this is a concern now. Um, when you're talking general health, and as someone that's just a strength well, and conditioning coach and that prides themselves on, you know, my my as far as experience working with athletes is, I've never had any athlete get hurt on me um, with it. I'm talking surgeries. A kind of a traumatic injury. So if you're a strength coach and your guys, and no matter what sport, are getting hurt, mm-hmm. you're not going to find very many clients or very much right. business. Um, and so, and you look at these guys on tour too. Like the the very first person who focused on getting fit and and adding athleticism to the game was Tiger. And obviously, we know what happened to him. Like his back is is fused. And you said, and then you see what happened. Knee injury, right? Knee injury. I mean, his biggest victory is so. On speaking a, on of a knee book. injuries, you look at Brooks Kepka. He was. The inspiration for Bryson DeChambeau, and he has a knee injury too. He hasn't been healthy in a year and a half. Yeah, he hasn't won in a year and a half. If you're not, if you're, no matter what your sport is, if you're not playing, you're not, you're, you're not winning, and, nope. and and also you're not collecting paychecks. Golf's a little different because Brooks has Nike endorsements and stuff, right? Yep. And, and, and you know when you're top level, but if you're a guy trying to make it. And you're not playing because you're hurt. Yep. You're losing, you know, exponential money, right? And then um, because your those tour are spot, because too. people are taking, yeah, because some other guy is taking your spot there. Yep. So, um, the speed, it, it from from a, a strength coach standpoint, it's great to see this kind of be a topic, right? Um, what they're doing is nothing. They're not. This is nothing out of the norm. It's the same as. Uh, an athlete trying to improve your 40 time going towards the NFL combine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to use something that's going to probably potentially happen here in the next college football season just ended. It's the same principles as that, right? Yep. Um, the only caveat with, with, with that is, is again, I think I got my note here. All my Instagram feed is people swinging out of their asses trying to get club head speed. Right. right. And, and so and that's definitely what Bryson does on a certain day. You gotta my my thing would be you gotta have a program to develop that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like, hey, I'm just going out to the range and I'm gonna swing out of my ass as hard as I can right. on a given day. The whole science behind all of that is you you're swinging hard mm-hmm. to uh, like Bryson said, it's your nervous system, right? Oh, I overloaded my CNS. I almost passed out. Fuck, dude. If he said a that, CNS one more goddamn time <laughs> but, but in that interview. Right. We're not, we're not here talking a, a exercise physiology podcast and the principles behind it, but he is 100% right. Your nervous system tells your body what to do, right? And so in that sense, um, that's how... That's how there's guys that, you know, JT can hit the ball, hit the shit out of the ball, mm-hmm. right? Um and, and his body knows how to recruit that muscle mass and, and fire in that way. So uh, basically, I, I kind of wanted to address this as almost like a PSA that, the like you said, the average Joe should be doing to, to improve their club head speed. Because right. you don't need to go buy um, 
super speed golf clubs and all this. You don't, this, need, a, you don't, you don't need an extra stuff. long driver. You don't need an extra long driver. Um, although I'm probably going to buy some super speeds because I because <laughs> I get a discount and 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 B because we're ready. We know we, I got an idea of what I'm doing. Right. Gotcha. Um, so I want to I want to get this on two two fronts. Right. The science behind speed. Right. Is you train your brain to move faster or you train your body to, to you train your brain to tell your body to move faster. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so when I'm on the course, I've got that speed capacity and maybe I'm not using all of that capacity, mm-hmm. but it, it I am a slight bit faster. Maybe I'm one mile per hour faster gotcha. on, on every swing. But that one mile per hour on my, my club head speed manifests as extra miles per hour on my exit velocity, right? right? And, and, and five to 10 yards of extra difference. That yeah. is all great, right? Again, you don't need to take the path of swinging out of your ass to where you're blacking out and nearly passing <laughs> Um Couple of things, if you find a, a, a strength coach, right, is the number one thing for me when I see speed uh, is I'm, I'm like, my God, we cannot have old dudes out here trying to, to no. do that because it's just, you need to make sure that your trunk is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by trunk, I mean your core. So from, you know, your, your beneath your rib cage all the way to the, the very bottom of your butt cheeks, mm-hmm. that needs to be the strongest part of your body. Uh, you ask any pro, your core and your glutes dominate the golf swing, right? So, uh, Golfers, your average Joe golfer, if they get their core stronger and, in, in my terms, more stable, mm-hmm. right? And I'll kind of go into this in a second. You're not leaking energy in mm-hmm. your swing, right? If my trunk is strong, my abs, right, my mm-hmm. obliques, my my back, I'm rigid and I'm stiff through there. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm not losing energy at any point along my golf swing. Does right. that make that yeah, makes sense? Totally, right? totally. Right. So so if you're leaking energy, right, because you just got a weak core, yeah. You tighten that up, you're going to gain club head speed, right? Yeah. You're going to gain some distance. The second thing I would say off that is is what I touched on is improving your core strength, getting your glutes strong. So just mm-hmm. basic strength. Um, adding, you know, learning how to squat properly, getting improving your mobility so that you can properly apply force in, in certain positions, but learn, just getting your hips strong. As somebody, as somebody who's worked with you, I have to say, that's been like the best part of the last probably couple months here about playing golf is going through a round pain-free. And I, I'm, it's, your swing is more repeatable when your core is strong. I have to say that. Um, I've noticed, you know, being able to finish a round, you know, at 18, I'm not exhausted. My back doesn't hurt. You know, I'm not just tired. I have to say that has to you know, improve people's overall performance. One hundred percent. Again, right. So for Bryson, who again, this, you're talking, you know, a high level athlete. He's mm-hmm. got to kind of do that, right? He's 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 redlining and he's trying to take it just past right. the red so, line. You know what I mean? For, Your like, everyday person's running at three hundred RPMs. Mm-hmm. So if we take it to four hundred RPMs, and and you know, there's things that we can do before getting to there that are probably going to give us better returns. Um, if that if that makes sense, yeah. as, I'm, as I'm saying, no, that. it does. Um, and then the last thing I got on there is be comfortable with with your swing before you start trying to swing fast. Um, and this goes from just all my years in any sport, right? Uh, I like I think back to like last year we had a handful of baseball kids with injuries from throwing heavy balls because their college coach told them to throw a heavy ball, and I'm like, you know. 
it, when you add weight to stuff and you try doing resisted mm-hmm. variations of stuff, right? Strengthening your core, strengthening your glutes, that's easy to do in the weight room. It's not changing your golf swing and the mm-hmm. mechanics of your golf swing. When you start adding resistance to stuff that is a, you know, a technical movement, whether that's a pitch, a soccer kick, kicking a heavy ball, basketball, shooting a heavy shot, or swinging for speed with your golf club, you can't compromise the the integrity of the movement. Right? I was just going to say, because doesn't, I mean, I played baseball, so throwing a heavy ball would always throw me off because it's recruiting, first of all, it's recruiting different muscles, and two, it's when you go to throw the actual normal baseball, it would just throw off all my timing yeah, and everything. Yeah, 100%. I mean, throwing a heavy ball, aside from that, just the biomechanics of throwing a heavy ball is pure you know, insanity, right? We're yeah. going to weight you on the most extended portion of your lever, so th- your elbow and shoulder are going to bear that. But no, you're... It's, it's you're going to alter your mechanics to be able to achieve the speed that you want, right? Right. right. And so if you're, you, you, you got to be comfortable with your swing and your mechanics mm-hmm. before you ever try, um, before you ever try trying to, you know, at, go over speed on it, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, and so I've laid out just kind of some simple kind of generic things you can do as just your everyday dude. And if you can't do these three things, and I'm going to change from even what I have on my notes. There's no way that you should be trying to swing some heavy club or swing for speed right now, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't do these three things, you need to go focus, hit us up, find a, a strength coach nearby you and, you know, explain to them what you want to accomplish and they'll get there. So the, mm-hmm. the three tests I have laid out, right? Can you sit on your forearms with your elbows under your shoulders and just hold a regular ass plank for two minutes mm-hmm. with really strong technique? So your hips need to stay level um, and, and, and. You just what you just got to hold two minutes, mm-hmm. right? Can I drop down onto my belly and can I do a Superman hold? So can I just hold up with my arms and my legs extended off the ground for two minutes straight? And then the other thing is, are your glutes firing? Can you hold up? Can you get into a glute bridge position with your knees bent and your heels in the ground? And can you push up and hold up with 30 seconds, just one leg holding you up, right? If you can't do those three, three, three things, mm-hmm. you, you're lacking strength and stability right and so if we try to if we try to there's a a, one of my favorite i don't know what strength coach said this but if you're lacking stability and strength right it's like trying to fire if you're going to try to improve your power it's like firing a a cannonball out of a canoe the canoe does it's an unstable surface Right. right so you know, I may I may get my swing faster by whatever reason, right? I've, I'm taking a longer back, but mm-hmm. somewhere along the way, there's a leak, right? right. And okay. then if you're talking over That's thousands of reps, thousands of reps, that leak is going to constantly get exposed and it's mm-hmm. going to manifest as injury. Um, and so if you can't do those three things, you need to find your ass a strength coach, tell them what you want to do. They Any strength coach should be able to figure it out. Um, but... I think there's basic stuff. I love again. I love that that Bryson's bringing to the forefront fitness. He's changing the game, an athlete, and he is. I he mean, could, who else? Who else since Tiger has changed the game more than Bryson? Dude, right Annie now? did it and won the fucking U.S. Open. That's right. And he won it by a landslide. He's, when people were dying on Sunday. He was cruising to a championship. He told everybody what he was going to do before before then, and he went out and did it and won. It's it's impressive. And won one of the the most difficult places to win a u.s open at wingfoot which is just insane it's impressive what people want to remember 
is we're talking again a top you know uh, uh, the one percent of one percent right uh, and you know whatever your opinions on golf as a sport are these guys are athletes there's um, it's turn everyone's and, turning into and an now athlete. it's a lot more athletes out there right yeah um, so they're athletes so you're talking how the top one percent of the the one percent is training mm-hmm. we don't the everyday person doesn't need that right they need to just just focus your basics keep your simple stuff. And then after a couple months of doing that, then go, you know, try to swing out of your fucking ass. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, and, but um, dude, that that's that's good shit. Um, I just want to tell everybody too, if if anybody's that who's listening wants to uh, see more about how to increase speed or how to apply, you know, strength and conditioning to um, to your golf game. I highly recommend you check out Ryan's website, strongbodystrongswing.wordpress.com. And check out his Instagram at Strong Body Strong Swing. Um, it's it's good good content. My favorite is uh, T Spine Tuesdays. Um, that's good for me as somebody who has a bad back. Uh, and I, t- I totally recommend anybody that checks that out. Um, you know, it's worth a follow. It's worth reading the articles that he puts out. It's really good shit. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we preview the American Express Tournament at La Quinta, review our picks from the Sony, and more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.